0: Yes, y'all welcome again to another episode of sneaks rhymes and life so special guest dear friend of mine um that's going to be on today's podcast as you can see I got my Wu-Tang shirt it is a Wednesday so Wu Wednesday is definitely in the house um Dudley Thomas Jr what's good my friend Dudley
1: good day sir Mr. Mack in the building I'm good you know blessed day beautiful weather here in Texas um everything is good everything is good how you doing
0: good good so we're gonna we're gonna i know you've uh you, you've done a little uh traveling for for work and it's taking you multiple different places so we're gonna have to definitely talk about this texas thing um now that you're down in texas we know you're a cowboys fan good lord help me um, <laughs> but uh we'll, we'll have to get you because all my all my fans know that uh that definitely i'm a washington fan so you're an arch rival and nemesis but we'll we'll get into that in a, in, in a little bit uh, so you know for for those that don't know Dudley or don't follow him on uh, on social yes he is a Cowboys fan but he part of the reason he's on this uh this podcast today he is a big sneakerhead. so Dudley maybe you can share with us you know um you know what got you into sneakers you know talk us a little about your style and uh Go ahead. Do you think?
1: So for me, you know, I've always liked sneakers. I've always liked them. Um, For me, I think what the hardest thing was that, you know, growing up, my mom, my dad weren't going to buy me sneakers. And, you know, I had a paper route. I worked at McDonald's and, and stuff like that. But, you know, sneakers, runners have always been like second to me. Um, I would go rather go and get like a a hard dress shoe and, you know, that, that was me. So, Mm. you know, growing up, you know, I had sneakers, but I preferred to get a nice boot or a nice shoe and stuff like that. Um, and I spent my money on basketball shoes. So I wanted, you know, the good basketball shoes to play ball in. And then off the court, I was, you know, I was kind of dressed up and whatever, but, um, really the you know what really got me into sneakers is when I moved to Chicago Okay, uh, that was about five five six years ago and you know I would walk home from from work and I you know I lived worked downtown Chicago and I'd walk past the Jordan store and I walked past Foot Locker and Foot Action and Champs and I would go in and growing up in Canada one of the things that you know shoes are expensive but straight up shoes are expensive no two
0: ways about it
1: and so when i went in the store and i saw these uh, I, can't, I can't remember the name of them but uh i saw a pair of shoes and i'm like oh i have to get these and they were only like 49 and i am like <laughs> am i getting a pair of nikes for 49 you know because normally what we did is you know in Canada, you would go to the outlets, you would go to Buffalo, you go to Pennsylvania, and you would go in and you pick up shoes. So I was in the store and I saw these shoes. They had the Velcro strap, the two Velcro straps, they kind of looked like Yeezys before Yeezys came out. And uh, so I, I picked up the shoe. I'm like, oh, I have to get these. And I bought them and I was like, oh, this is amazing. And so, you know, my walk home from work, I would you know go back into the stores and everything like that. And then one day, my, my wife says, you know, I, we were walking together, and I, and, she, and I showed her the shoe, and she goes, why don't you buy it? I said, buy what? The shoe's $200. Are you crazy? Like, I'm not buying no shoe for $200. Like, that's, I'd rather buy, you know, some nice Chelsea boots and stuff like that. And um, she goes, you know, you work hard enough, and, uh, you know, you should reward yourself. And I was like, yeah, you know, you're, you're right. So I picked up these uh, black and gold Air Jordan 4s. And uh, I, I remember, yeah, I picked those up. And so I get to the cash register and I'm still in awe that these shoes are $200. And so I do this thing to rationalize it in my head where I put half of my debit card and half of my credit card. So <laughs> that it was like $100, you know, each. And so I didn't feel too bad. And really that was the that was the the start of it um I got the shoe I felt like like I looked at it like you know I never did the Jordan thing where you take the shoe and you smell it right like Uh, oh know, no yeah I've been doing that
0: for 20 plus years now
1: yeah so I never did that and so when I got that and it was like my god like it smells like a brand new baby, like it was just it was just <laughs> unbelievable, like you know, and so I got the shoe, and then you know I, I started talking to people in the area and and stuff like that, and they' are like, Oh, these shoes are coming out, and they're like, okay, you gotta line up. I'm like, line up for shoes, and they're like, yeah, and so again, like I'm 10 15 minutes away, so next shoe comes out, I'm like, oh, um trying to remember, it was Air Jordan 1, Uh, the Air Jordan 1 red toe. And it says it's coming out. And I'm like, are you serious? And they're like, yeah. And so that to me was like the iconic shoe that I can like, it was the grail that I could never get. Mm -hmm. Because you know, I I couldn't afford it. And so the the store opened, the Jordan store opens at nine. And they said, you got to be here at seven. And I'm like, Are you serious? I'm um, like a yeah. culture
0: shock. Two hours yeah. in advance. To, this yeah. is not a movie. That this is this is to buy some sneakers, right?
1: Yeah. And, yep. And so I'm like, all right, cool. I get here. I get to the line, and I'm new to Chicago. It's not like Toronto where I know and I can I could see things, you know, going on. And I know people, so it's it's a little bit different, you know. Chicago, I don't know anybody, and so the lineups there, and. This is where the first time I experienced that people actually pay homeless people to stand in line. And so that came as a a shock to me because I'm like, I've heard that before for tickets, for concerts and for different things, but never for sneakers. So I saw that. And what I noticed is the people who are in the line who want the shoe are wearing the latest Jordans.
0: And they, it doesn't got, they matter got bangers what. on, no doubt.
1: Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. You know, and so I start in the line and I'm looking and I'm, you know, I, I get there and I get, you know, I get in and, and stuff like that. And as soon as I come out of the store, somebody's like, Hey, you wanna you wanna sell those shoes? I'm like, no, I just bought them. And that was the whole thing that got me into. You know what's really going on in the sneaker culture world and especially being in chicago because in chicago as you know it um you know anytime there's a release and especially like a sneaker release chicago is a city that always gets the shoe yeah and so you know it started there and it started with you know getting those royalties and getting those bread toes and it was like okay shoe here shoe there shoe here, shoe there. And I started collecting and I started collecting and I went on this rampage.
0: And Boy, I remember, I remember, I remember, 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 remember in the whole nine yards. It's like, yeah. hey, can you stay to two shoes a month? Nah, fam. Nah. Yep.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I remember having our conversation and then, you know, you ask me, have you always been a sneakerhead?" head? And I said, no, I just got into it. I really just got into it about five, six years ago. And then getting into it, it became it became an obsession to get the shoes. It became an obsession to stand in line and, and to to you know to get that rush, you know, of getting a brand new shoe that just came out. Nobody you know has these shoes. And here you are rocking, you know, the latest and greatest Jordans. And from the standing in line went to getting the sneaker app, getting the footlocker app, getting the foot action app, getting the champs app and putting all my information in. And that just started a whole tumbleweed of everything. Because yes, once I no longer had to go into store, I no longer had to deal with the, Uncertainty of standing in line, watching people you know not getting jack or anything like that, but you know there were some unsavory people out there, and it was kind of you know eye opening right um, and so once I got into the sneaker app and to the app applic- you know the foot apps, that was it for me um, you know I got two devices, three devices, I got three different accounts you know the hell. Um, Sorry, the, uh, the lights went off. But, you know, once I got into those things, it was unbelievable. It was, you know, it was going down the rabbit hole straight up. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, getting the sneaker app and, you know, getting two pairs of shoes of the same shoe. And, you know, the collections just started growing. And, you know, we talked about that. I said, you know, I, I got to chill. I, I was, you know, I was going what four shoes a month, right? And I, you know, I got to take it down. But it was just, I was hitting, I was hitting like I was on. It was almost like a, like I was gambling, and I was just hitting number seven eleven, seven eleven. <laughs> I just kept hitting I'm, I'm
0: on the crab table.
1: You know, and so you know, I went from, you know, getting the bread toe, and then when I got my my shoe, my favorite shoe of all time. Um, the Jordan three black cement. Mm. I never had those. I never had them. I saw everybody else get them and I never had them. And when I got those, you know, it was just, you know, it was, ah, you know, raise up to the heaven and,
2: and everything.
1: Oh, yeah. And it, and it was just, you know, and it. I think once I got the, the cement threes, it was just, man, this is, this is everything. Like, you know, I don't, I can i can do this for the rest of my life like i'm so happy that i got these shoes and you know i started pampering my shoes and started you know getting the piles together and everything like that and bit by bit you know i started this collection which is now over a hundred and 115 shoes
0: yeah that was that was one of my next questions is how big is the collection got if you only started five and a half years ago so that's start doing the math on it and i know um yeah it can escalate quickly so we we, we call uh we'll call michelle from now on dr frankenstein because she oh, created the monster so oh
1: yeah <laughs> yeah and you know it, it got to a point where i was just my closet was full i couldn't put any more shoes and i ended up renting a storage locker in my building and it was just full of shoes
2: mm-hmm.
1: from and it was a uh it was it like a four by eight? So you know, four feet wide, eight inch, eight ten inches tall, all full of shoes. And um, I I got into the sneaker culture, and I started looking at Instagrams and and different things. And someone says, "Oh, you should get the sneaker boxes." Sneaker boxes. What are sneaker boxes? <laughs> and that was the thing that blew me away because then it's like I bought all these sneakers, and then I started throwing away the original boxes. I kept some of the, you know, like the Travis Scott's and, you know, the boxes that came in, the special ones. But the other ones, you know, I was spending money at the container store getting these these boxes and it came in black and it came in white. So I started off with black and then they came with the red and blue. I'm like, I have to get the red and blue because I got to put my, you know, my Jordan 4's uh, Fire Red in the red container. You know, I had to get... um, The Royals, the Jordan 1, the Royals. Um, I had to get those Hyper Royals. I had to get those and put them in a blue container and stuff like that. And, you know, I don't like the clear containers um, because they don't really do anything for me. But, you know, um, we're here in Texas. We moved, we bought a house and we're having a house built and everything like that. And when I went to the closet, I can see how I'm going to put my shoes everywhere. And I'm really looking forward to, you know, doing the display and stuff like that. And so shoes has become more than, it was for a while became, you know, part of, it was part of my life. It was very, you know, it was the exception. You know, I was waking up at 8.45 because I knew at nine o'clock exactly, that's when the sneaker sneaker app was gonna release shoes. And I had my two phones, I had my iPad, I had my computer. Wow. You know, I took my phones off my, off my Wi-Fi. I did all the things that they said to do. You know, during the week before the release, I was watching all the videos. I was liking these and doing that. Um, I was tagging my shoes with the special tag so that it would get recognized by the, you know, the algorithm and everything like that. And so I was doing everything leading up to the release so that when at nine o'clock, I was ready to hit, uh, go and get the shoes. And one of my best scores ever was a Travis score. Travis got one high tops. I hit on both of them. I hit on a footlocker and I hit on a sneaker, on a sneaker app. And I couldn't believe that I got two of these most wanted shoes, uh, at the time when they came out.
0: Yeah. And so it, it's interesting that you said that you know uh, you've used multiple devices and you've got multiple things. So, just like you know, what, what would you say is the percentage of how many times you hit on the app versus how many times you enter?
1: So, I'll say this before COVID, I was, I was hitting, uh, I would say, 85 to 90% of the time.
0: Wow, wow, that's huge.
1: Yeah, I was hitting, I was hitting, I was hitting on my way to work. I was hitting, um, you know, they did a release on Wednesday. I was hitting before I went into work or I, if I got into work before I was hitting, I was hitting, I was hitting, I was, I was banging it out, dude. And I had, you know, I was getting two pairs. I was buying two pairs just because, you know, I wanted to make sure that I got the shoe Yeah. and so I would hit on two pairs. And depending, you know, if if it was really, you know, something, I would keep both pairs or, you know, I would, you know, buy one and return the other. And, you know, for a while, that's, that's how it was going. I was, you know, I was getting one shoe delivered at home and the other shoe getting delivered at the office because, you know, it got to a point where she goes, you bought another pair of shoes. And so it, you know, I was, you know, so I was buying shoes. I was... You know going crazy and again before COVID, i was you know there wasn't a, a shoe that i didn't miss like if the shoe came out i got it right wow. um you know my my collection is mostly of jordan ones threes fives um a couple of sixes a couple of sevens uh elevens um I bought Jordan. I think it was the thirty threes. I don't really go after eleven, right? Maybe I have a couple of twelves, a couple of thirteens, but after that, I don't really,
0: I don't really. A lot of people, a lot of people cut off at that point. Like I'm a personally, I'm a fan of. 14, 17, and 17 hasn't come back on the market a well. while. They they retroed 18 several years ago do like that. Um, but yeah, most people don't don't mess with anything beyond 13. Like there are some significant 12 and 13 lovers, like they love that better than ones, twos, threes, mm. and fours. Like yeah. there's there's a definitely a different trend or a different group of people that love those shoes, but a lot of times you know people quote-unquote mess around with the championship shoes like that's that's kind of their flex and that's what they yeah. work with but yeah I I, to, I totally get you on um you know the the ones that you're interested in. so you mentioned the the Jordan three black cement that was one of your your sought after shoes you also mentioned the Travis Scott what would you what would you say is you know one of those shoes that you know you think back from your childhood that you never got outside this jordan 3 that you never got but you recently have acquired or you're still looking together like what's what's kind of those ones that really stick out to you
1: and so um i do have the shoe that i really wanted and it was the jordan 185s
0: oh okay so yeah, that was that was a tough one to get
1: crazy yeah at. so it was i think it was 20 oh no it was 200 and something odd Two hundred thousand pairs and i got pair 20 uh yeah and so it's all-star weekend in chicago and it's coming up on a sneaker app and i'm like I can't, you know, I, I, I'm doing everything. So I got my phones, I got my iPad, I got my computer. I'm all in to get these shoes. And I score, I score these shoes and I get the shoe. And it's in this, it's in the, you know, regular Jordan 1 box. It's a red and it's mostly red and black. And I open up the box and it has a tag on the shoe, on the shoe sleeve of what shoe it is. Compared into you know for the rest, and I'm like, I can't believe I got these shoes. Yeah, and I'm in shock. And everybody's, like, oh, you should sell them, sell them on StockX, because I could have made you know a couple of thousand dollars on them. Easy, easy with and, that and shoe. I, and I said, you know what? No, I, I'm I'm keeping this shoe. This is this is this is the tongue in the air. This is the red and black. This is everything. Because I used to be a huge basketball. player. You know, I loved basketball. You know, and I'll say this: um, my my first um, daughter, her mom says, the only thing that you're ever committed to is basketball, because that's how much I played basketball. Yeah, Um, I was playing basketball Sunday to Sunday and everywhere in the city. And back then in Toronto, you could go to Scarborough, you can go to Regent Park, you can go to Jungle and and Fleming and Neptune and all these different places and play basketball. And so I was a huge basketball fan and I loved, I loved it. I loved, you know, Toronto didn't have a team and I, it wasn't that I picked um, Chicago as my team. I picked the players. Jordan was always my favorite player. It's the guy I grew up watching. And so, you know, when I got those, it just took me right back to, that era of basketball where you know to me was the best era of basketball right because I I grew up and I watched it and I was so you know Jordan was everything you know and you know I'm a man I'm almost 50 this year and I still go out and I buy Jordan jerseys if they re-release them because I like I just I just have that connection with it you
0: know what I mean yep yeah. It's again, it's one of those things. If it's your favorite, it's your favorite. Like it doesn't matter how old you are. You don't need to change what you love or you would, what you're, you're inspired by or what you're passionate about. Um, you know, I, I was, she was talking to someone about mellow today and uh, you know, I'm a big Carmelo fan and yep. you know, we, we started, you know, you know, start talking about, Oh, you know, she was a coworker asking me, well, Oh, the the Raptors are going to play again. And, you know, you could go to home games. Like, Lionel, do you think you'll go to a game? It's like the only games I'd consider is the Knicks. But I think when I when I really think about this season, mm-hmm. like I get, like almost to the point I get almost choked up and teary-eyed to a certain extent. Like, I, I get yeah. a little bit emotional when I started talking about it today. It's just like, because the last game I saw was Carmelo making the game-winning shot uh, over Ananobi right before the pandemic, um, like yes. two months before yeah, in 2020. Yeah. And this is after he couldn't get on a team. He was only on the Blazers for only a month. Like, I thought that was the last time I'm going to see him. Now he's signed to the Lakers. And, you know, I says, like, he's in year 18 like LeBron is. Yeah. This could be the last time I see him, period. And hopefully this is a year that they potentially win a championship to kind of cement his career. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, and I just like I, I go back like Nikki, I I watched him play before he was even in the league. Yep. And it's and so like I, I totally get like if that's what you love, that's it. Yeah. Like you know, you talk about you know the, the you know, the Air Jordan, you know, the tongue out and all of those things that we saw, you know, in his in his first season. The reason like my favorite Jordan's the Jordan four, because I resonate so much. Was when he made that jumper over Craig Elo to win yes. that, win that round, yes. and yes. because he was wearing that shoe, and I remember it, and I remember the fifth pumps. I mis- remember everything. Yep. Like that yep. like, yep. although that I would say the three is more iconic than the four. Mm. That moment cemented that shoe, literally, quote unquote, black cement or cemented that shoe as that's the shoe that I needed to have, and that would always be my favorite. Jordan of all the Jordans and it's like bury me bury me whenever I decide to pass you better put that shoe on me when I when I you put Mm -hmm. me six feet under so
1: you know and and just once I started getting into the Jordans it was like okay what shoe should I get and you know what shoe do I really want and right now if you were going to ask me what shoe I want and and you and I have switched uh and tagged each other on on instagram Mm -hmm. on the shoe is the jordan 2 i want the original og jordan 2 um every time i see it now i'm like i i need the shoe i i granted the off white is coming out and that's great you know and i'll i'll try and get it but i want the original jordan 2 high top i want that shoe i just think you know, that for me
0: will, you know, if I was never to buy another shoe again, I would You'd be okay. okay if, the, if That was the, shoe, the last yeah. one that you got. Yeah. Yeah. To- totally get it. Um, you almost spoiled the segment there, but we're, we're going to try and rally on. Uh, we do a segment called on uh, with, with our sneaker heads. We do what's called Copper Pass. So mm. I'm just going to float a few shoes out, uh, out to you that are, call it, on the horizon of coming out. Yep. You tell me, for you, would this be a copper pass? So um, we're going to start this week, and then uh, we'll float through a few shoes, no particular order. Though I know you like Jordans, so we're not going to really deviate from Jordans. But uh, let's start with, oh, uh, Jordan 1 OG prototype. So it's that gray body. It's, it's almost yeah. like the biohack, but with, with multiple different colors in it, but it's different. Yeah. Would that be a copper pass for you?
1: So that's gonna be a pass because that is the one where you actually can cut the 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 heel and make it into a, a Jordan one low. Yeah. And so and I'm not big on the color scheme. Yeah. It's unique, it's not blowing. It's yeah, it's it's not blowing me away.
0: Right. You know? Now, I know what you also mentioned when you kind of got going on sneakers. So I think it was probably the year before when this first came out, but I don't know why people love it. It's already come back as a retro five years later after the original make. So the Jordan 5 Oreo uh, is coming out uh, this weekend as well. Would that be a copper pass for you?
1: Uh, So I tried to get early access uh, on it and I'll pass on it. And the reason I pass on it is because the material is like more of a new buck and not a leather. Yeah. And so I'm not big on the five with the new buck. I like the silhouette. I like the shoe, but I'm mm-hmm. not big on the new. It's the material for me that's that's really, um, turning me off on that. So
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, next up. Uh, oh, next weekend, we got the Red Thunder 4. Would that be a copper pass for you? your
1: four uh that's gonna be a pass okay so i i'm not big on the
0: fourth, and i'll I'll say that you heard my feelings my friend come on now i know you're a threes guy but no you know what the next best thing for many people is the four
1: look so if you give me the 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 white cement right
0: that that, that, might be in the top five greatest shoes of all time
1: yeah so that's that's the one that i get like i just picked up like the you know the I think it was, it's, it's called a Haas. It's like a brownish kind of thing. Yeah. And while I like the shoe, I'm not overwhelmed by the shoe. But my uh, PSG Jordan 4s, jeez, with the purple and the white
0: and the black, yeah. those, are, those are beautiful. I love those shoes. Yeah. No, I remember that one. It came out last year. Yeah, I think you're talking about the Taupe Hayes one that came out earlier yeah. this yes. year. Yes, that, that one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I think you already said you're, um, you're, you're definitely copping uh, the Jordan 2 uh, off-white. So curious yes. to know, which one do you like better, the black or the white, though? Is there one uh, that's more of a cop than, uh, than the other?
1: Yes, the white will be more of a cop because it pays homage to the original um, Jordan 2. Got it. Um, so I like it because of
0: that. Okay. but you know
1: if Virgil wants to send me a pair
0: make <laughs> you'll, it up, make it up. you'll wear, it. You'll wear yeah, it
1: yeah 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 yeah
0: okay uh, just a couple more so we got the Bordeaux Jordan one that comes out late November what do you think copper I've
1: been looking at it and I do have like I have a couple pair of uh, Bordeaux already and so um I'm gonna pass on this one because it's not the rich Bordeaux
0: color that I'm used to. Right, okay, so, fair enough. Pass, pass. To each his own, so long as you know what you like, that's, I think that's uber critical. So, okay, so two two of the most sought after shoes uh, kind of wrap up the year. So we got the holiday special, we always get a Jordan 11, cool gray Jordan 11, is that a copper pass for you? That is a definite cop. I- okay all right uh, okay. yeah yeah yes 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 okay so what do we think then of uh probably the most sought after jordan in, in many people's eyes is the bread or banned patent leather jordan one would that be a copper pass for you
1: so <laughs> it's, it's going to be a definite cop i wasn't big on the uh patent leather but then i got my jordan one fearless um UNC to Chicago patent leather. And I I know you
0: wear you wear that one tough. I know you do. It I've seen I've a, seen it on the gram. I've
1: seen like, it is a beautiful shoe. Yeah. It is so beautiful. And I, I just picked up the Jordan uh, one black and gold, uh with the patent leather one. Kind of from last year. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of looks like a Doc Martin um, with the stitching at the bottom and everything. Yeah. Um, but I I really enjoy. The patent leather now on the Jordan ones, and that yeah. fearless one, um, I bought two pairs of those. Okay, and I was like, should I keep it? So you know, no one tells you about when you get into this whole thing um, about the money that you can make selling shoes on StockX, and selling shoes anywhere.
2: Yeah,
1: and that was that was the thing that really like started pushing me even more to get two pairs of shoes is so if it's the latest and the greatest and everybody wants it you know i would buy two shoes i would watch you know unbreakable kicks and watch what he that, was that's one about. of might be the most
0: followed uh sneaker accounts period and you see everything he does on on youtube jeez like i know kids that they don't get a job they just sell sneakers like mm-hmm. that, that's their income yeah And so, you know, with with Unbreakable, like I
1: follow him and then he would go to the local Nike outlet in the South side of Chicago and they would have fire there. They would have shoes that like the, the car mines, they had car mines and they had just everything there. And he would do this video and I would be there like the next day trying to get the shoes and everything like that. Um, I, you know. One of the things is like when when you get involved, you know. I was doing everything. I even looked into investing, getting a bot because I wanted to get. Shoes you wanted to so win.
0: That. You wanted yeah, to win. Yeah, I wanted win. to win. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, I when I would mention some of these kids, like that is what they do. Like they, I know, I know these couple of kids. Uh, I came across uh, downtown, and um, yeah, they bought a bot. Not a, not mm-hmm. the most expensive bot, but bought a bot, split it three ways. You know. They, they hit on one shoe they won eight pairs they flipped the shoe they covered the price of the bod yeah. and now everything they hit like you know you hit three shoes in three weeks you get five to eight pairs and yeah it's better than you know you know going to work at McDonald's or going to yeah. work in a retail store or hey you know what I gotta cut grass and do hard things' it's like no I gotta sit on my computer and click and here here's my here's my income so. Yeah, I, I remember there was a, before the internet and technology really has taken over how sneakers are are accessed and, and purchased and ultimately, you know, people get at them. Yeah, people, you know, like you're talking about, would pay people to line up in the streets and you get get sneakers that way and then you flip them and you make money and, you know, you go to a sneaker convention. But now you go, you go to Goat or StockX and you sell them that way and you ship them. Mm-hmm someone's gonna buy them you get your money you go out and buy it again you take you take your 50% and put it that back in the bank and that buys the next shoe and you just keep going
1: you know when I sold the Travis Scotts on uh, StockX, I made enough money to buy 10 pairs of shoes for the year there you go and it, and it was like this is crazy I bought these for 170 175 and I sold them for like you know almost 14 fifteen hundred dollars yep. You know, and it was like, you know, I'm going to tell you a real funny story. I bought my wife a pair of Air Jordan 1 patent uh, UNCs, okay? Beautiful shoe. I could turn around today and sell that same shoe that she barely even wears
0: for like $800, $900. Oh, I know. You, you, you're, not, you're not confusing or trying to, you know, preach. you're preaching to the choir right now. And I'm, and I'm blown away because
1: I'm like, she doesn't wear them. And yeah. I'm like, you don't wear them. And they're a size seven and a half do you know what i could do with that shoe <laughs> like i could i could sell that shoe and make
0: money dude you know but i can't be a bad guy so no no yeah. you can't be a bad guy all right man so hey you know we've t- had a really good conversation but let's change gears we know uh Stinks, rhymes in life we uh we love to talk sneakers but we also like to talk hip-hop but i think we're going to open the uh open pandora's box and <laughs> what, what, what would be your what would you be your genre of music of choice you know clearly again i said it's Wu wednesday and definitely wearing a wu-tang shirt for those <laughs> that are watching on youtube uh, hit that subscribe button but you know what what would be the genre of music uh i think i know the answer but i want to hear let the listeners hear what the answer is
1: i have always been
0: an r&b guy
1: okay i am like old school Jodeci, I'm old school Jagged Edge, I'm old school, you know, boys to men, like I'm I'm all about, you know, the R&B, you know, I, I, I love it, it's, you know, it's, I thrive, like I, you know, I, and don't get me wrong, I like hip hop, I like reggae, I like music, but yeah. R&B has always been- Number one. Um, number one. And um, funny story, I'm an IT, I'm IT guy. I get a job at a record label. And I work at a record label and all the guys that I work with are old school hip hop heads. Like, like (laughs) just like you, just like you, like, you know, and I get there and I'm like, that's not, this is not me. You know, it's never been that way. And every r and album that came out came past my desk. And when a good friend of mine, um, Dwayne Sweets Watsons, gave me this uh, really, really unique uh, nickname. And because everybody in the office was a director or a vice president. And so I became the director of r and <laughs> which he still calls me <laughs> to this day. And so I love I love b and I, you know, it's just, it's the genre I grew up with. It's the music, you know, you know, you and I, you know, we work out, you know, you were, you might be listening to some wu I'm listening to slow jams at the gym and getting, trying mm-hmm. to get my pump on. Right. So R&B has always been my thing. It's just, I know it, it just speaks to me, you know, in a different way um, without, you know, going into details, but I just, it's just, that's my music, you know, and I find myself Listening to this younger generation now, and really appreciating, really appreciating what they're bringing to the table.
0: So okay, so let let me let me ask you then uh, if we, because I, I we love to go and you know put artists versus artists, and I know we got verses and you know some of the others, but let me let me pick a couple you know uh, a couple groups. And tell me, which one would you prefer? So if we went Drew Hill versus Jagged Edge, w- which would be the, uh, the group of choice? Uh, I would go with
1: Drew Hill. And the reason okay. why I go with Drew Hill, Drew Hill is Drew Hill is a, in my eyes, a product of Jodeci. So when okay. Jodeci was coming towards the end, these guys saw them, Drew Hill saw them and they were edgy, and they were different. You know, they were they were like Jodeci, but light. And they were for, you know, that next generation. So, yeah. you know, while I, I like Jagged Edge, and, you know, always, like, they have one of the greatest, greatest remixes ever, um, ever put out, um, Let's Get Married, remixed by um, Jermaine Dupree. But it's, you know, I would always take um
0: drew hill okay all right so what about um if i think off the top of my head are you more of an erica badu fan or an alicia keys fan
1: so i saw both of these uh beautiful these women in concert
0: oh okay look at you look and at you
1: so um when alyssa keys came out i fell hard I loved the <laughs> album. I loved all of it. Yeah. And when I went to the concert, I sang every song like a schoolgirl and everything. And I saw Erica Badu. Uh, you remember the concerts they used to do at Wonderland? Yeah. Well, not Wonderland, I mean most Amphitheater. The summer jams. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw her where Jill Scott went on before her and ripped it. And yeah. like blew blew the crowd away and then erica had to follow up and you remember erica used to be the rap head all the time yeah dude she she killed it to the point where she took the rap off and she was in the crowd everything wow and so if you're gonna ask me between the two of them my memories is what brings me you know is where where i'm going with it and what Erica Badu did in that concert was the best thing I've seen at like a, at that kind of vibe, that kind of concert. So. Okay. Okay.
0: All right. I feel you. I feel you on that one. Um, So what about, and you already mentioned, so we're going to have to go there. We are going to have to talk about boys to men. And I actually have re- read an article about, uh, call it the demise of the group and how, you know, obviously one left and he was sick. And, you know, it, it, anyways, Boys the Men is obviously arguably one of the best R&B groups from the 90s, but. One of the best groups ever. Actually. Period. Yeah. But, you know, what would be your personal preference? Would it be Boys the Men or would it be like a group like Tony, Tony, Tony?
1: boys and men are going to make songs that you're going to sing. You're you're going to sing them nonstop. And, and, you know, it's clean cut, it's wholesome. You know, they are talking about love and they're just what they do as a group. Um, And, you know, they've crossed over. So, you know, they, they, they're here, you know, on the black culture side and then on the, you know, they crossed over and, you know, them crossing over and everything like that. Um, I don't want to say tainted them, but what it did, you know, it they kind of removed themselves from the black community because now they were on that other side. Yeah. Um, you know, I like 2020, like, okay. it's, you know, it's, it's funky, funky. It's different. And what they brought, you um, I'll say this: I will play more Boys to Men songs than I will play Tony Twenty Twenty songs. Okay. Um, you know, growing up, and I remember it was Jodeci and Boys to Men, and I was like, I'm all Jodeci. You know, I'm right there. You know, I'm leather
0: pants, black boots. You know, the vest. <laughs> yeah, everything I, I like definitely that. take you as as a guy in high school. You were like GQ smooth with your your leather boots and yeah, you know, yeah all that, uh, all that type of jazz. So I don't think you can talk about, you know, R and B with, uh, without talking about new edition. So I'm going to, I'm going to put up a couple people and then not even just, you know, obviously they, they went in different directions. So are you a Ralph guy or are you a Johnny Gill guy? Um, Wow, that's a that's a tough one. This is why I line these two up because I think this is a tougher conversation to to kind of navigate.
1: So when 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 you think about it, you know, Bobby left and and Johnny came in. And Johnny was powerful. Johnny's voice was powerful. Johnny could sing. Johnny could still sing. And Ralph was, you know. I remember Ralph with candy girl and, and the pitch of his voice. And that is what made the song. So I like so great because it was his voice. And at the time where he was changing from a young, you know, a kid to, to a man, but his voice. And so. Um, have to go get it wrong now don't get it wrong no 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 i i, I gotta go with johnny because johnny gave you more in his career than ralph Transvant did mm-hmm. um where ralph transvent he made you know he was great in new
0: edition but his solo career didn't didn't, didn't take it. off he had a couple He had a, a few joints yeah miss Sensi- uh, you know s- sensitivity. sensitivity yeah
1: but johnny johnny you know my 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 he had a song on um the new jack city yeah. soundtrack soundtrack yeah and that was like okay johnny's not cuz you remember that new jack city was like that was the movie like that was the, yeah. the illest movie of the time and he was on that soundtrack and that song um i think it was there you go and him singing that song kind of separated him and he just he's had a more you know more luxurious career basically yep. um you know if you had said like uh johnny gill bobby brown that, that would have been a whole another story because you know bobby it, it, it's it's hard because you know you can have a versus with new edition you know it could have bobby brown versus ralph or bobby
0: versus johnny
1: BBD versus
0: you well, know I would say BBD versus Bobby would be is my next one. Yeah. I'm trying to steal my thunder here but <laughs> okay I'll, I'll, you can keep going but you're gonna have to answer that one
1: uh, gotta be BBD um, yeah. they they just did it and they, it, they they took that new Jack swing type of vibe and they just made it their own and you know um, Ricky Ricky was always my my favorite you know he wasn't in the forefront like ralph and and johnny but he could sing and i liked that he got the shine and you know for me bbd you know they had soul jams they had soul jams that that you were like oh wow so they had everything on their albums where you appreciate it and you know not to go off topic but i remember when um soundtracks were better than the movie. you know
0: uh yes there there were there's multiple and you, sometimes you would really look for the soundtrack I, I would look for them obviously from the the other perspective is there were so many amazing songs that ended up on soundtracks that were never on albums like yes i know i went on a run with with example mob deep and mm-hmm. so many of their amazing songs you know whether it was on uh uh, Sunset Park, or you know, albums like or, or soundtracks like that that were not on albums. You had to buy the soundtrack to get the song. Yeah. Otherwise, you were buying unless you had you were going to buy the vinyl, and not everyone conveniently was able to play the vinyl. So, um, yeah, soundtracks were in many cases better than some of the songs and more memorable too. Oh yeah,
1: uh, you know, I remember getting, you know, whether it was you know the Best Man soundtrack, um, New Jack City. Um, just Nutty different, professor yeah like the soundtracks were so dope that movie that uh oh high school high school high high school high that soundtrack fire 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 fire, fire, fire. <laughs> I, I could not believe how good that soundtrack was <laughs> from beginning to end and I was like yeah this is it was great and I remember just the soundtracks were so
0: much like it was so good and they gave you something different so, okay, all right, yeah, I, that was that was different than what we normally do because we normally go it's, it's like <laughs> Nas versus Jay, and then it's like it's Biggie versus Tupac, but yeah, as you can see, sometimes it's good to talk about something a little bit different. So, hey, so as we as we wrap up here, let, let's talk about as I, as I promised the uh the uh um, the listeners, is, is let's talk about this call it, quote, unquote, it's a pilgrimage to your beloved state now of Texas and because you're a Cowboys fan. So you, you, you lived in Toronto and then you went to Chicago. You, know, you went to Chicago and then you were there in Chicago like, and you know, I think you moved six years ago or something like that. And you you now recently in 2021 have now moved to, um, you moved to Texas. So, you know, like how, how has the journey been? Like what, what have you, call it seeing some of as the cultural nuances even you know not just Canada versus US but even Chicago versus Texas
1: you know when i moved to chicago i moved to downtown chicago and it felt like i was 25 years ago 25 years 25 years old again because you know i was in the heart of the city and you know, growing up, I've always wanted to live downtown and everything like that. And I got the opportunity. And it got to a point, I had a car down there. And I was paying $300 a month for parking. And I was driving the car only on weekends. So we got rid of the car. Right? I was able to walk to work, I was able to take my daughter to school, you know, and be at work before 830. And it just, we became, you know, I don't want to say hipsters, but we became those people who lived downtown. You know, yep. everybody and I was I was doing the reverse commute, so I was work I was living downtown and working in the suburbs. And so, you know, moving to Chicago was one of the main reasons we moved to Chicago was because it is very similar to Toronto, weather wise.
0: City, it's another big city. Yeah. Um, so it's like, it's the, it's a very similar size. Like the populations around yes, the same, it's around yes. six, 7 million. Like we'll wait a for our census to come through later this year, but yeah, it's there, there, although people don't really see it that way there, there is probably as between the two countries as close as two cities can yes. be.
1: And so I just learned this a couple of years ago that um, Chicago and Toronto are sister cities.
0: Yep. They are.
1: And, and so you know, moving to Chicago, it was, okay, we're not moving out to the country or anything that we're moving to a similar big city, and it was an easy adjustment, easy adjustment. One of the things that was really um, hard was the you know, Black Americans, White Americans, the segregation. You know, I came from a city where it is totally multicultural, you know, and moving to a city where, you know, it's black, white, Hispanic, and it's just completely different. And noticed it right away, you know, um, it was hard. It was hard. It was a hard adjustment because, you know, I grew up in Toronto all my life and I had no issues with people not saying that there's no racism in Canada, because there is, but I didn't have the experiences that I've had in, in the US. Yeah. And I'm talking from both sides, whether white or black, um, you know, to, to some of the, you know, black people, I was, you know, I was maybe too white, you know, I spoke well, I didn't, I dressed well, I was wearing a shirt and tie every day at work, You know, I was dressing up and I was, you know, I was being a professional, you know, and doing my thing. And it was just one of the hard things to take was, you know, I I would introduce myself and say, hey, I'm Dudley Thomas. And, you know, I had a woman say to me, oh, look at this guy using his professional voice. I was like, this is me. Like, this is me day to day, you know. And so, you know, that was one of the, the hardest things was you know, making that transition and and, and understanding my environment where I was. And, you know, I say this to people to let them know Chicago is one of the most segregated cities in the world. Yeah. And, you know, we, we always talk about, you know, sneakers and stuff like that. I followed, you know, Unbreakable Kicks and he went to a Nike outlet in the South Side. And I've never go to the South side ever. There's nothing there for me. It's just, it's a, it's a completely different world. And so one day I decide I'm going to go to this outlet and I call an Uber and I get an Uber and I'm talking to the lady and I give her the address and we're on our way and we're having a conversation. And she says, I said to her, so where am I going? Is, is it safe? And she says, listen, you're going to have to have a swivel on your head, make sure you're paying attention. And it's only when I got there that I realized, okay, this is where I am. And I'm not normally scared or worried about my environment or where I am. I'm always aware. But that was one of the times where I was like, okay, I really have to be careful. And so for me, it's, it was really a culture shock with America in general, you know, um, the way that things are done here. And, mm-hmm. you know, you know, I had to go get fingerprinted for my job and I had to go get a background screening and I had to do, you know, a drug test and all these things that I've never had to do. No, not know. here in Canada. No, I worked for the government in Canada. I yeah. was, you know, I i worked for the government for three years. Right? Not once did they ever say, hey, you're going to have to go get a drug test. And that experience, right, going and doing a drug test where you go in and you urinate into a toilet, they turn off the water in the, on the taps, they, they do all these, they put blue dye in the toilet water and all this other stuff so that you can't cheat this test. And I'm in my mind saying, why would I cheat the test? I'm trying to get a job, but apparently that's what people are doing. And so really culture starts just trying to understand how to get by in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And so I worked in Chicago. I worked for Walgreens and uh, that was my first job. Um, I was doing executive support. And I was traveling across the country. Um, we had an office in D.C. So I was always in D.C.
0: on a regular like. You know, it was it was. Great. We're going to get to this Washington portion of of, the, of your world in a second, so. Yeah,
1: and so, you know, I was there and, you know, I went to go see Georgetown there and, um, you know, I was, no lie, like I'm five, 10 minutes away from, I was five ten minutes away from the White House. I would walk over there at my lunch break just to walk over because it was just, you know, being Canadian, you know, I can count on my hands how many times I've been to Ottawa. But to you know go to DC and and you know walk by the White House and at that time it was so iconic because it was the transition of Donald Trump and Obama and everything like that and it was just um, you know just real real different and stuff like that And so you know, I worked from Walgreens and then I ended up working uh, looking for a job just because I wanted something different and ended up at Capital One. And in Chicago, and I was doing great, you know, had a really great job there, and the opportunity came up. And it happened so quickly. Like December, I had a conversation with my boss. Uh, January came around, I had a conversation with my boss's boss. And then it was oh, um, there's an opportunity. Are you interested in relocating? And the options were DC and Plano, Texas. I said, well, we have family in Plano, so I'll go to Plano. And I had an interview with my boss's boss, and then I had an interview with my current manager and didn't hear anything from them for about three, four weeks. And then my wife asked me, hey, what's going on with the job? I said, I don't know, like no one said anything. Yep. Then I got a call on the Monday and said, welcome to the team. Wow. And I was like, oh, like are you serious? <laughs> and they're like, yeah. And so I started the job in February. And then, wow. you know, the relocation package came and they, I moved here June 4th and I've been here ever since. And uh, it's been, it's been great. You know, I remember when I put it on LinkedIn that I'm moving to Texas, even though everybody congratulated me about the job, Every single person said, you are now closer to your Cowboys. (laughs) And it was just, you know, I had to tell people, Hey, yeah, yeah. It's you know, that's a bonus. It's great. You know, and it's been, it's been great. You know, I've gone to training camp. I've gone to preseason games. I am actually 15, 20 minutes away from the Cowboys practice facility. Mm -hmm. And when I got here, You know, I, I, my wife and daughter came, but then they went back to Chicago and I was by myself and I would go out to the star and I would just sit and take it in and I couldn't believe that I was here. Like I, you know, yes, I'm here for my job, but you know, football season is a short season and, and there is so much passion going on in the 16, 17 weeks. You know, you and I, I don't know how many conversations we We, have. Well,
0: we know that football is like literally all year round. Like There's way more talking about football when it's not being played than it's Mm -hmm. when it's actually in season. Mm -hmm. And I know I've been taking jabs. I've been taking jabs. Oh,
1: yes, 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 yeah. Since spring, probably. (laughs) And and for those who don't know, uh, I did lose a bet to a man oh, here, a I man here and I had to wear, man. had to wear the Jersey and.
0: Uh, so hold on, hold on, I... but, but don't skim on the story. Now. <laughs> don't skim on the story. Okay. So for the listeners that you haven't heard before. So I like Washington and, you know, we don't call ourselves by that nickname anymore. We're a Washington football team right now until we pick a name and we may never pick a name, but Dudley is a Cowboys fan. So we're arch rivals in the division. So we got talking last year and. It just so happened Washington was in Dallas for the traditional Thanksgiving game that Dallas and the Detroit Lions host every year. Not one o'clock game is Detroit, four o'clock game is, is Dallas. So we came up with a bet. The loser of the game would have to wear the other team's jersey and put it on social media. So for those that remember what happened in the game... It was pretty well a one-sided contest um, in this game. Shocking to many that it was as one-sided as it was. And considering that uh,
1: Dak had not lost to the Washington
0: football team uh, ever. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, for for just for the record, the, this is on Thanksgiving. Dallas is like grand show. Like they're everyone sitting at home eating their Thanksgiving turkey. And Washington rolls into Dallas and steamrolls them 41 16. We we had rookie Antonio Gibson score three touchdowns in that game, man. Horrible.
1: The whole thing was just
0: horrible. If you want to check out my um, I think I pinned it on uh, on Twitter. So if you want to go check out my Twitter account, you you definitely can see the video of of Dudley paying homage to my team.
1: The worst thing about that is that you recently
0: reposted it. Oh, and I reconnected reconnected with some new Washington fans and it's like. And they let me have it. They (laughs)
1: messaged me um, you know it looks you look better in burgundy, and uh, you know just the, the the comments, and it was just like, God, can you this guy let, let this thing die? And it just, you know, it just carried another life, you know. And then it, it, the the funny thing about the whole story is, um, <laughs> a package came to my door, uh, and it was addressed to me, and I opened it, and it was uh, was it a ter- what's his name number seventeen. Yes. yes.
0: Was, yeah. the, the name would be Terry McLaurin. Although we all call him scary Terry. Had a fabulous gaming game, yeah, game too. We and... had like 13 catches for a buck 20 or buck buckle to touchdown. And you know, somehow we beat the Giants, because we never beat the Giants, but
1: we're yeah, one and, and one so just like you are. We uh, ended up wearing the jersey and stuff like that. And my cowboy friends were losing it. You should have. They said you should have welched on the bet and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, Nah, I'm not. I'm not doing that. Like, you know, we it for us. You know, we go back and forth, but it is it's, it's a good back and forth. It's never, mm-hmm. you know, it's never anything else but you know, our sheer dislike for each other's team. Yeah. But I will say, out of our division, I the team that I can't stand the most is uh, the Eagles, the Shigels, the Sheagles, yeah, Yeah. Um, I don't really care for New York. Like to me, no. it's like, yeah. like you know, they're the ugly stepchild, and so you know, every year it's between you know us three: um, Washington, uh, Eagles, and, and Dallas. And so, um, one year we met up for uh, for a
0: was it Christmas? Week, was it the Week Seventeen game? Yeah, Week Seventeen, yep. and, and you had the Eagles. It was Eagles Dallas for the division. Yep. yep and uh,
1: still have the pitcher. We're all lined up. And not that we did it on purpose, but we lined up in, the in division way, order. In division order, yep. Yep.
0: So I probably was on the end that year because we stunk that year, as I recall. And maybe we were third, yeah. maybe. Okay, no, I didn't think we were third. I think yeah, we, we either, was, either, were normally first or last. That's the way we were all. So yeah.
1: Yeah, And I really, you know, I really enjoy our, you know, our banter. We go at it, you know, and it's funny because we all talk about each other's team. We post about each other's teams, any news, anything like that. You know, we are not posting for, you know, it's like we're not posting about our teams ourselves. Somebody else is already, yeah, somebody is already posting about your team and everything like that. So it's really, really good banter. And I really, you know, enjoy it, um, being part of that and just. Having it. and and being here, it's just that's the thing that's really um I'm trying to get used to is seeing people in cowboy gear. You know, usually back in Toronto, I was, you know, I was the only one, or when I moved to Chicago and I lived 10, 15 minutes away from uh, Soldier Field. That's and bears I'm a cowboys nation, fan. Yeah, yeah. bears are nothing. Yeah. And so one of the best things that I did when when I was in Chicago is I found a cowboys bar. And I was there religiously every Sunday watching the game. And I found out moving there, to, you know, there's a bunch of sports bars in there and each sports bar was like Raiders and Green Bay and Minnesota. And so when I moved there initially and I went to this bar, the bar across the street was a Pittsburgh Steeler bar. Oh. Which is like, uh, who cares? You're AOC, whatever. And years later, they turned it into an Eagles bar. And the first, yeah, they knew, they knew, right. They knew they were going to get the crowd to come to that bar. And so here we are, it was the, I think it was the first game of the season in 2019. And it was the Cowboys versus the Eagles. And I remember just the anxiety of, you know, the game. And and when we scored, we would yell. It almost felt like a West Side story that we were going to come into the middle of the street and And we were going to fight. Yeah. And, you know, we lucky Dallas won that game. Um, I can't remember if it was the tip to Amari or if it was the... um, the two backs falling down in the end zone, and Jason Witten catching the game winner. Hmm. Um, but when we won, we went out on the street like we won the Super Bowl and everything like that. And they were just going home, and we were just waiting for them. We were waiting for them to just to come out and you know and deal with us because you know here we are, Cowboys on one side, Eagles on the other side. Let's get this party started. Okay. I said I might be going to jail tonight so oh that's man. How, wow
0: that's how that's how hype it was
2: right
0: oh man so yeah real real interesting to see what happens with uh, the division this year Giants don't look good at all um, no. but I'm gonna tell you you know what it's it's there our division and Whoever the weak weak brother in the in the division is going to upset someone late in the year, and it's the, the way that they made the schedule this year. It's like I know we play five division games in a row at close out the season, so they've loaded it that there's going to be a lot of excitement because the games are going to mean something regardless of what your record. Like, geez, like last year we were at one point one in six and two in seven and ended yeah. up seven and nine and winning the division. So I, I think someone will be at least five hundred this year, but it definitely looks like it's going to be a three horse race down the stretch to, uh, to figure out who wins. So, uh, so
1: just, a, just want to give you a heads up. I am actually going to the game on Monday night. Oh boy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah I, uh, that's a juicy one. Yeah.
1: I, uh, I bit the bullet cause you know, my wife and daughter's got to work and I, so I, you know, spent a little extra on the ticket I'm sitting in the end zone. And so, um, I'm actually really looking forward to it, because every time that we've played the Eagles, they, they show up,
2: mm-hmm. they
1: show up and everything like that. And so um, as the memes that go around, um, I'm going to be wearing my jersey, uh, a pair of jean shorts, and
0: a pair of Jordans, which I haven't decided which ones I'm going to rock yet. No. So. Well, well, you know the the Jordan the Jordan to wear is the is the Jordan um, Flint thirteen the the one that's mm-hmm. white, blue, yes. and gray. Yeah, it's yeah. the official Cowboy Jordan thirteen. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Cowboy Starter uh, Pack is I think they call it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And it's funny because I I passed on the on the thirteen Flints, because I was like, eh, you know, not a big deal, yeah. not a not not big on them, but um, I do have the. Uh, I think they're the, the 12s yeah the 12s i have yeah and so but i try not to wear white shoes because it's just you know i'm so now like i'm totally like i take the shoe out you know i bought the whole jason mark pack and everything like that and i clean i brush i scrub um you know i do the whole thing and so you know i like clean shoes like I don't like the scuff marks or anything like that. So I, as soon as I'm done for the day, they get the full treatment and they go back into the box and then they go back up, you
0: know, into, you know, up to the ceiling uh, with the shoes and everything. So. All right. So, hey, I really appreciate you being on, um, on the podcast today. I think a lot of great conversation about just you know your sneaker collection, obviously music. You know,
2: mm-hmm.
0: a little football to wrap things up. So, um, you know, I know you you do a couple of different accounts. Uh, how do people find you on social media? Uh,
1: get me at. I got two accounts. One is dedicated to strictly my love for the Cowboys. Um, I'm actually starting. I'm going to be starting a blog this year that my first year in in Texas and how my football experience has gone. And so um, that. Uh, IG account is uh, a Cowboy fan from Toronto. And for my sneaker one, uh, it's uh, sneakerhead416312. Might have to change that one, uh, you know, to add the 214 on it, but uh, sneakerhead416312. Um, and just to speak on battle, um, this time it's with the custom sneakers um I my wife pair of Air Jordan 1 bloodlines and sent it off to the designer and he designed it in the Raptors colors Dope. So, I saw it I
0: saw it on uh, uh just for kicks the other day it's pretty dope yeah yeah so it's
1: uh and you know that's the thing about the sneaker culture it's just it just opened up a whole different world to me um, yeah with everything and you know you you introduced me to that just for kicks and stuff like that and you know i won already one battle with uh the jordan 85s and so you know i like to win another one uh, with the the raptors so i'm hoping that all the toronto comes back and and uh backs me on these ones
0: yeah all right all right hey so once again appreciate you being on the podcast thanks so much um thank you for you having know, me we we definitely will uh be releasing this probably early next week so um take care of yourself. We'll, uh, we'll definitely catch up to, uh, to you soon. And, uh, thank you listeners for listening for this, uh, this special edition of sneaks rhymes in life. Um, so to everyone out there, uh, enjoy Thursday night football, um, could be a very ugly game. So, um, you know, take, take it for what it's worth, but, uh, the NFL is back. And, uh, I think for those football fans, we're all happy for it. So extremely, extremely happy. All right, everyone take care. Peace. Take care. Gary. Peace out.